Welcome back, Ranch Nation Car Talk. Hanging out with you guys from the East Valley Institute of Technology. You guys rock. Been with us for some time. I'd like to say it's your favorite car shock, car talk show or shock show, whatever you want to say. <laughs> but what I really want to say, Susie and I are extremely grateful to hang with you guys every week. That Mechanical Vibe Tribe, you guys know uh, we get into all kinds of stuff. I remind you to get on to WrenchNation.tv. I know a lot of you are busy, man. It's back to school somewhat-ish. Susie, back to school. Uh, Let me formally introduce Susie Sockets. Welcome back. Hello, Frank. We had a replay. Some people are like, wait, you're playing a fresh show. Why are you doing that? Our excuse is COVID. (laughs) Can we use that excuse? But we are always... uh, Honored, Susie, like therapy for all of us. And on this show, I just want to introduce the topic. Um, a lot of you miss the uh, neighborhood car shows. That's a big deal, man. It's like therapy on its own. That's right. We haven't been to a single one. They're all canceled. That's somewhat. right. But uh, we're excited out of Fountain Valley, California. We got a lot of folks listening out in California. You guys rock. We got the uh, Fountain Valley Classic Car and Truck Show. Uh, it's the 14th annual show. That's excellent. And they've got a lot of hoopties hanging at the Fountain Valley Classic Car and Truck Show. And we have a gentleman. It's uh, well, We don't call him guest anymore. Nope, he's a friend. And he's on the list. Public relations release. He's a show contributor. And that man may be Ken Vela, Wicked Customs. You guys can get on to WrenchNation.tv. Uh Ken's got a few shows with us. Yeah, talk about a great radio voice. Oh, yeah, he's going he's, he's gonna to make us go home. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but Ken Vela, so you guys know, uh, Ken's been around the automotive industry uh, for years as a talented builder. In fact, I invite you, uh, Wicked Customs. Ken's going to talk about that a little bit more. But Ken is spearheaded. Uh, he has actually taken over this Fountain Valley Classic Car Show. It's a big show out in the city of Fountain Valley, California. He's taken that show over, and he has done amazing things. Like, I mean, he's got John Diagostino, the talented. Uh, uh, John is out of Celebrity Customs, uh, travels the world. Of course, yes, a lot of us are not traveling this time of year, but travels the world, uh, inspired by the works of Barris and Winfield. Uh, of course, he's got the uh, the Cadillac. Elvis is a Cadillac out there in La La Land in Hollywood. John's been on the show, but... The bottom line, guys, is why don't we journey on how we put these car shows together? A lot of you go, uh, you may not have a car. Some of you are vendors there and, you know, you get some attention, but there ain't nothing like a car show. You guys know it is nothing like a good old car show. I don't care what's happening on the streets of America right now. I invite you and you and you, if you've not been Get it. I don't care who I don't care if you're the lead scientist at your local university. Well, we're going, right? Yeah, we're going. That's what I thought. Ranch Nation will be in the house, but Ken Vela's gonna join us. Susie, what's shaking, girl? Oh my gosh. There is so much shaking. I'm telling you. You know what? Can I can I share experience at the garage? Is that okay? Always. I had to sip my coffee in I preparation. Know you did. Uh Good, bad, or ugly, we bring it to you real. Of course, you guys know Desert Car Care Chandler. A little humble garage, you come by. I'd offer you some ice cream, some coffee, whatever you like. Meet and greet, six-foot COVID hand bump. 
There you go. And that's what we're talking about. So I mean, what's shaking in the garage? So, you know, sometimes individuals who are not getting cold air from their AC think that, you know what, I'll just go get a can of that's refrigerant. Common. Right? It's common. They sell it. I'll shoot it in my system and be done with it. Well, here's the thing you need to watch for. Vehicles usually have that R134 refrigerant. And other vehicles use the new R1234 refrigerant. They keep changing. They change. Costs us more money. Costs everybody money. Why do you keep changing the refrigerant, people? I don't know, Frank, but where do you find what kind of refrigerant your car uses? So what you're saying is you have somebody listening now. They're going to go home. Their air is blowing warm. And they figured, you know, they're going to go to a local parts store, 30, 40 bucks. They get a can. It's got a gauge. Mm -hmm. And they do their own stuff. You're saying that the new stuff doesn't mix with the old stuff and vice versa. And vice versa. <laughs> but the, just so we can clarify the new stuff, a 1234 YF, uh, much more expensive. Are you finding that people are mixing refrigerants? Well, so we had an incident where a customer actually bought a can of uh, 134. 134 over the counter and forced it onto the port. That's an ugly day. Yes. And unfortunately, it was a contamination situation to his AC system. Is that a big deal? It is a big deal, Frank. It, it is. is, yeah. Can you flush that out? Well, you know what? There's some special tools that you can do. You can so obviously save a dealer. Yeah. You, you can, can save yep, a day. You can All do right. that. But so it's if an you're expensive. listening, if you're listening, guys, I think the point is and Susie, first off, how do you know if you've got the the new stuff? So I'm gonna pop my hood. All right. And there is actually a sticker there that will tell you what right. kind of refrigerant your car takes. So we want you guys to not get caught out there. Be aware. I mean, just be aware. Like, it's cool. Like, we still want to work on our own stuff in our driveway. There's nothing wrong with that. But if you've got a newer car, newer car, new truck, certainly newer hybrids. I mean, it's just the, where we're going, 1234. Frank, this was a 2015, so I'm not talking like 19. 19- well, I think it's safe to say the Europeans started a lot earlier. That's typically the case with transitions of technology and refrigerant. I mean, we are just, we had to invest in all new equipment. That's right. Expensive stuff. Mm-hmm. That 1234 YF is expensive, guys. So I don't believe you can find that in your local store. Bottom line, Susie, that is an excellent point. Do not mix blends. You're saying get under the hood. There's a sticker. Make sure that you can identify what you have. Or just take it and have it professionally done. We always tell you that, but we don't want to be biased. Oh, these guys, <laughs> they just want to take my money. We get that. We understand. All right. Well, the other thing that I've seen, and this gets to be tricky, man, you guys working on your coolant systems, is air pockets in the system. We've had a couple occasions. Uh, one of these cars currently is in the in the vehicle, uh, excuse me, in the shop, one of these vehicles, and we're going rounds uh, pulling air pockets, and we have special tools where we can sort of vacuum out and suck down and get all these air pockets out of the system. I want to forewarn you if you guys are working on your coolant systems. Uh, some systems are easy peasy. Coolant goes in, everything purges on its own, off you go, fixed. Some of these systems, it's an act of Congress to get the air out if you don't have the special tooling. So just be aware of that. So this is how the scenario goes for you. Your water pump's leaking. You see it. Oh, I've done plenty of water pumps. Never done it on this car, but I've done my, I'm going to do this water pump. You go in and do the water pump. Get your coolant, you do your hoses, you do all these things. And then you seal the system up, boom, start it, run it, and it's overheating. Runs up to three quarters. Typically with an air pocket, it, it, it's going to be almost right away. It's not going to be goofy. Although I've, I don't know, air pockets are weird that way. I've had cars that 
you know, all the, it's kind of like a blood clot, man. It's like <laughs> you just don't know what's. <laughs> can I use that analogy? Yes, you can. So if you're working on your coolant system, make sure that you check the technical manual, page 17.5B. Uh, not so much the old stuff. And we're going to get, we're going to pick Ken Vela's brain on this. I, you know, if you've got a classic ride, none of this technical sophistication <laughs> applies. But uh, air pockets in the cooling system could be a problem. Uh, Susie, we need some funnies, man. What's the Yeah, let's go to a good story now. So this isn't in the United States. You're going to have to go to Brazil to meet this new car consultant. I want to go to that festival. I what is that? Know. Rio de Janeiro. Rio de Janeiro, yeah. What do they call that? That's some people who act crazy. They just do. Wanna... That's, that's more what crazier is it called? than, uh, what is it? Somebody Google it. All right. Yeah, you texted in, man. 480-655-8870. Sorry if you're listening to the weekend shows or the podcast. Get on the website, wrenchnation.tv. That's what right. is the festival called in Brazil? That's right. We need to know. People shaking and baking. How is this related to cars in Brazil? Well, so a Hyundai dealer in Brazil has gained worldwide fame um, with this new car consultant who spends a lot of time with the sales staff and customers. So somebody's down there trying to train these Brazilians. Well, you might think that, but... You know how you Wait a minute. They're Brazilians. They're Brazilians. Okay, they do things differently. (laughs) They do. So check this out. Prime Hyundai. Okay, dealership. That's the name, Prime. Prime, yep. And that's you, not Brazilian. You got well, that's the name of the dealer. Should be like a Chilopalia. Oh my Uh, gosh, Frank. Why are you making this hard on me for? All right, Prime. Okay, check this out. So a stray dog comes around, right? Well, they have stray dogs. Yep. They give him food, water, shelter, and the dog sticks around. So they adopt him. Oh, that's like a shop dog. Yeah, a shop dog. And apparently he has made it big with everybody. And he's even gotten like all kinds of swag, like a tuxedo. So they're dressing this this dog up. He's got an employee badge. But you know what the funny story is? The funny story is in this article, it's followed by a Roomba pooper scooper. You've heard Whoa. of the Roomba vacuum cleaners. Do they make a pooper scooper? They do, Is Frank. that an accessory on Amazon <laughs> you could buy? I don't like the Roombas. Oh, why? Because they always bump into stuff and they get lazy. I most people Who would, gets lazy? The Roomba, see, people would say, well, you need to charge a battery. No, I think every damn Roomba I've had had a personality issue. Wow, so I like the Roomba. I've had one. You let it run. I did. You get a pooper scooper? And it kept the dog entertained while we're at work. You know, those Brazilians are always thinking out of the box. I'm telling you, but a Roomba pooper scooper. Roomba, I mean, is it serviceable? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My goodness, if you guys need, uh, you, a lot of you have that Roomba. If you need a pooper scooper attachment, I'm sure you can, we'll have to look at that during the break. I want you guys to stay tuned, man. We we are going to dive into uh, one of the premier uh, car shows out in uh Southern California, man, what a beautiful place. Regardless of what you see on TV, Southern California car culture, uh, we've got the man, Ken Vela. Talented Ken Vela running the Fountain Valley Classic Car Show. You guys stay tuned. Ranch Nation next. I want my mileage back. Of course you want your mileage back. And all the extra money you've spent feeding an engine gunked up with carbon. Your car needs its fuel system cleaned, and it needs it now. You need BG44K. It's the one dealerships use the most. In fact, they use BG44K almost 3 to 1 over any other fuel system cleaner made. To find a shop near you, go to BGFindAShop.com. That's BGFindAShop.com. I got my mileage back. BG, BG. 
Parts Authority Auto Parts Superstores, nationwide locations. You know, one of the problems that I can have working in my garage is parts aren't delivered on time, the quality isn't there. Well, guess what? Who's yelling at me, my clients, and they're likely not to come back? Well, the Parts Authority Auto Parts Superstores, amazing service, knowledgeable counter folks, a complete line of original equipment, parts that our customers deserve. If you're an installer, Get on to partsauthority.com. Check locations nationally near you, partsauthority.com. Vision collision. God forbid you get into an accident or you get a little bumper fender bender slide or even if you've got that shopping cart that ends up scratching the side of your newer ride. My friends at Vision Collision, they're certified. They deal with insurance companies, but also what I really like is they were able to deal with my situation. I didn't want to exercise my insurance. And I paid out of pocket and they gave me a very fair price with quality work. So for any complete auto body paint and repair, you want that small business, the heart of business that treats you one-on-one. Vision Collision, 480-248-9049, visioncollision.com. When you're thinking about body shop or collision work, paint repair, dent repairs, collision, wheel restoration, Vision Collision is the way to go. Tell them Frank at Wrench Nation sent you, 480-248-9049, 480-248-9049, Vision Collision. My soul can't be sold, shake me cold, shake me cold, that's hollow ground, that's hollow ground. Right on. Welcome back, Wrench Nation. You guys rock. Thank you for hanging with us on the Replay Saturday, KFNX 88.7. And, of course, 90.7, all you neonites. 90.7 neon. Uh, you guys know, man. Get on our podcast. And then we have an email system, man. It's real simple. Get on WrenchNation.tv. Put in your email. No, we're not going to sling you penny stocks. We're not about that. But we've got a lot of goings-ons throughout the industry. A lot of you mechanics in the service bay uh, will meet you at Industry Expo, probably in 21. But our next guest, Ken Vela of Wicked M- uh, Customs, uh, he's also an MC. You'll hear his voice in a minute and probably be sold on his voice. But uh, Ken can be seen at the Wheels and Waves out of Malibu. Uh, he's also working closely with some of the amazing museums into restoration. Uh, Ken Vela, welcome back. Well, howdy, partners. Oh, uh, see, hi, Ken. I had to say welcome back because that's how we treat our contributors. That's right. <laughs> there you go. We're, we're family. I, mi- I miss you guys. I miss you too, man. Yep. Yeah. I mean, it, you know, the thing is uh, you got your tentacles into some stuff. And before we get into what mm-hmm. what really is how you pioneered the movement to continue this Fountain Valley Classic Car Show, we're going to get to that. Man, I got to go back in time because we, we got a lot of folks uh, that started – all kinds of different ways in the automotive business, but you, you started, tell us about your story, man. I mean, you didn't just, you weren't, we all know you weren't born with wrenches, but <laughs> how did you start and what was your transition? What attracted you, man, to this whole automotive thing? Well, I think the biggest thing is as growing up as a kid, uh, back in uh, Indiana that, uh, I watched the, uh, the Batmobile, Batman and Robin. Oh yeah. Uh, just that car was just, uh, it's like, where did it come from? Well, how was it made? Where it just, there was no way to know because there was really not, there was no internet then. That was a game. I mean, you had to have, well, maybe we, I think our version of internet was Hot Wheels. <laughs> I mean, if you think about how we were branded, because we would watch the show, you watch the show, and then 
you're like, man, I know I can't have that car. Maybe I get a little Hot Wheels. And but the Batman car invigorated a ton of a whole movement and generation. Oh yeah, I mean, you want to know where it was built. I mean, everything about it, but you just didn't have the resources to be able to do that. So it was it was always a mystery. And just the, the fact it was in California, I said, I, I need to go to California. That's where all the car culture is, all the cruising, Van Nuys Boulevard. I mean, we're talking 80s, um, you know, that whole thing, the whole movement started out here. Um, and I wanted to be a part of it. You know, I, I had I had to. Um, so, so luckily, um, I had a chance to sit in the Batmobile and uh, meet George Barris. That's and amazing. Good with the, uh, the family right now with uh, Joji, and she's actually one of our celebrity guests at, at the Fountain Play Car Show. So, you know, it's just a total dream come true. Uh, the other dream, of course, was, was um, uh, not Hot Wheels, but uh, the Mach 5. Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Now, wait a minute. we got to back up because a lot of folks just heard the yep. name George Barris. Mm-hmm. We we got to give that some dignity. We got to give oh, that some respect. Tell the people who is the legendary George Barris. George Barris, the king of customs, uh, celebrities. Uh, I mean, he in, in, in back in the day in the movies in in, in the car industry that was uh, that was custom. I mean, he was the king of custom. I went to all the shows and traveled the world and made such a big name. Um, it's he invented the. Custom with a K. Yeah, he's truly one of the original uh, American designers and builders. Uh, builder, I should say, of uh, you know, led to so many like us that were inspired by this whole movement. And and, and yeah. so George was really an influence on on your direction for sure. Well, yeah, a big time. Uh, the other thing too, you don't realize that he was a marketing guru. Back in the day, I mean, what what he was implementing back then is pretty much what we're doing today. But, you know, obviously it's on steroids, you know, with the Internet and social media and all that other stuff. He was a hell of a promoter, and that's what started it all. And and I just admire that part of it, too. Um, And, you know, that that inspires me in many ways. So you went from this this level of transition. Mm -hmm. We all know that. You have a Porsche that snorts nitro. <laughs> uh, yeah, that wicked, that wicked Porsche. Talk to us about that. You know, we've, we've, we, you guys. By the way, listening, you can go back. I think I don't know. It was show number one hundred and ten. You can find just get on a the search on our website, wrenchnation.tv. I invite you to listen to that whole show. We're not going to dive in too deep on this show, but was that Porsche your transition, man? So like, you went from waiter to cook. Was the Porsche the transition? <laughs> like you started cooking it real good because that's a sick car. And I invite you guys to get on to Ken's website. Uh, you can go on to KenVellaMC.com uh, and as well as Wicked Customs, right, Ken? Yeah, you can also do a Google search on uh, uh, Wicked Three Fifty Six. It's W I K D Three Five Six, or just punch my name in, and, and that car will come up number thirteen. Um, that is an inspiration to the Batmobile and also a combination of uh, Speed Racer. Uh, those those two big influences, but um, I, I mean, I dabbled in cars. I mean, I was painting custom cars and doing um, all kinds of um, pinstriping and, and classics and things like that. And uh, early on in the mid '80s, and uh, moved to California. And I says, you know what? I says maybe I should get you know the influence of my father's telling me that you know you need to get a, a solid, secure job. So I said, you know what? Maybe I'll get into medical. So I did medical for for 20 years, and I said, you know what? I'm not getting any younger. Um, I'd like to still follow that dream. Let me build something, and if it, if it's a hit, then we'll run with it. If it's not, then I'll stay in medical. Well, obviously, you know what happened. 
Well, you know what I think is funny is usually you hear people going to California to become actors and actresses. Yeah, we're still waiting for that part of your story, man. You, I know you've done some small bits and pieces too. of film. We're all still waiting. Yeah, right. But that's interesting. So a lot of you listening um, may have had the bug. And I don't know. I mean, you have a similar story where it was always on the side view mirror, but you listened to parents and parents mean well. And you did it for 20 years, but that wicked Porsche just, you were juiced up after that. Yeah, I, I, had, to, I had to hit it with something that's never been done before. And the, the, the coolest thing was I was so, so into the big three because being from the Midwest, I mean, that's, you know, foreign cars and that sort of thing weren't the popular thing as they are now, um, for all good reasons. But anyways, uh, but the, the transition... Uh, going into uh, Porsche is a total different word. When you say it's all foreign, it is. You, the, the fact that it has four wheels on it and a steering wheel is about the only thing that's the same. I mean, it's just uh, the engineering, um, all, all about it. had to relearn everything about it, and it was neat. It opened up a whole new world, um, and, and it was neat. I'm, I'm still a Chevy guy, but but uh, Porsche, it really, it really took my heart, and uh, it, it opened up a lot of things. That little car has is, is, is made a huge difference. It's just uh, it's yeah. amazing. 65, blowing, what, 600 horsepower? Is that what you? A little over 600 horsepower. It's got a 914. Um, uh, With a 400 horsepower shot of wet. Nitrous. Nitrous. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I think we all need a little wet nitrous right now in our life. All right, listen, uh, for all of our California peeps, um, real quick before we move on to this found, where can they find this? Because I I invite all of you, listen, if you're in California, where can you find this wicked Porsche? You're displaying this from here and there. Yeah, actually, we we go to um, most of the, well, obviously, we go to um, the uh, Wheels and Waves and uh, Muscles and Mojo. It's, It's out there on a regular basis. Or we get invited other to other events, and definitely you'll see it at uh, the Found Valley Car Show. But we do a lot of promotional things with it too. It's uh, you know it's, that's what it's all about. It's been my rolling business card, and and it's to me it's 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 art. It's uh, it just makes my heart warm just to see people embrace it and, and just bring the smiles to their faces. And and pretty much that's what it's all about: bringing people together and and having a good time and creating memories. And uh, cars are are a universal thing. It doesn't matter what. Uh, what age you are, what color, creed, or uh, how much money you make, that common denominator is, is very easy to talk about, and, and it, it's just so much fun. All right, so you transition now. So a lot of, I, yeah. I, I think sometimes uh, car builders, enthusiasts, uh, those interested, like Susie for now. Susie, you're building out your vehicle. Yeah, the 58. The 58, oh, which wow. we're hopeful you'll have that ready for fall, winter. Absolutely. Not going to be a trailer queen. It, no, we're driving it. it. You're driving it. Yes. Exactly. Nothing against the trailer queens. All due respect there. But I consider, whether you're an enthusiast or you know trying to build out, I consider our little world of car people sometimes like musicians. And hear me out on this. Mm-hmm. Musicians can kind of hone their craft, but then the business side comes in. And I want to talk to you about that. And I'm going somewhere with this. I know I'm whacked out, but I'm going somewhere. When you assemble a car show, when you assemble others who have the same interest in the community, you now must go from this artist level to a business mindset. You took over this Fountain Valley Classic Car Show. You took over the reins. I want to know before we dive into what you're going to have at this show, 
Where was your belly at? Because I believe we have people now that are mustering up their own little shows in their communities. And then the business side comes in. How did you think about that? You go from this builder, this mechanic, this whole side of that to the business side. Were you a little nervous about that? Um, a lot nervous uh, because, you know, all eyes are, are in this direction. And I take this very, very serious. I'm very passionate about this. I've, I've experienced shows um, well throughout my whole life. And, and I, I see some great things. I see some not so great things. But but watching the, the times, uh, this is the, this will be the 14th annual. And Pete Hawk started this. Uh, and it was a nice little show with um, you know, classic cars and classic trucks and, and some music, and, and it was a nice, quaint show. But in the times of today, we, we see so many different cars and coffees out there, uh, a lot of them. And it's much easier to go to a cars and coffee, uh, spend a couple hours, and then go home. It's free. Uh, you've got the rest of your day. So the days of a full all-day parking, uh, parking lot car show, I'm, I'm saying that they're, they're coming to an end. They're far, they're, they're far and few between. The big ones are going to stay. So being that we're on the grass. So Wait a minute. Let's good. stop for a minute because let's dive into why. I mean, we have some yeah. time before we dive into the, the depths okay. of the show. Why do you sure. think? You, you think we're losing a hand or you think our kids don't want to go to car? Why are car shows, you, you think, not on that same level? Oh no no! It's it's more of the uh, the sign of the times. It's just uh, much easier. I mean, if you go to a car show, I mean, there's shows that I've been in a parking lot and your hood's up, and it's almost like you're stranded. Like you've you've broken down, and you're out there all day long. It's blazing hot. The asphalt's melting at your feet. It's just not fun, you know. But then and, and then you pay for it too. So now let's go to a cars and coffee first thing in the morning. Spend a couple hours, drink your coffee, hang out. It's free. You go home. You got the rest of your day to do whatever you want to do. So, which which do you think would be a lot easier? No, I hear you. I mean, so it's, it's the practicality the of it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, especially out here. I mean, they're popping up all over the. And same thing with the cruises. You know, and the cruises more so because of the COVID, which I even hate saying that word. But um, that's starting up as, as well as an, another another outlet, and that's free. So, so if you're going to put a show together and have you know spend the whole day there, I think it needs to be a huge event that you want to spend the whole day on the grass with all kinds of different things going on. Um, and it's just much more desirable. And there's, there's a few shows, a handful of shows that are very big and very solid that will stay, but the smaller shows are, they're, they're disappearing. Yeah. Well, you're keeping a tradition. Uh, Peter's done an amazing job over the years, but you're bringing new elements. Uh, we're going to cut to break here in a minute, but before we do talk to us, the grand marshal, for those of you that don't know, give us the exciting news. Who is the big daddy grand marshal of Susie the- Wong? Oh, well, oh, so- Susie Sockets. No? Well, you'll be there. Oh, one day. One day. May- right. Maybe in 2021. Ooh. Dep- it depends on how that car is going to turn out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we might want to take a look at that. Send a photo. Oh. Yeah. So who do you have? No, as gra- no. Every car show's got sort of a grand marshal-ish type person. Who's grand marshal with this one? Grand marshal is John D'Agostino, the world traveler custom car guru celebrity customs which i you know i i look at him as as, as like a george barris yeah no he's a talent and it's great yeah. that you guys connected yeah. uh hang tight we're going to cut to break briefly and then we'll talk more about uh some of the elements of this show and who you've got and the kind of cars you got going on and then we also want to find out there is a pretty cool component of the show that has to do with the future of education in the automotive industry, which we want to talk about. So you guys stay tuned. Wrench Nation, next. Bolt-On Technologies Automotive Software Solutions. Auto repair shops that have Bolt-On Technologies software 
provide customer vehicle condition reports including photos and text, real-time digital reports, multi-point inspections, estimates, and repair information at your fingertips. Info at boltontechnology.com. Right on. Welcome back. RanchNation.tv is the place you want to go catch some of our other uh, shows. I think this is show at 200. Is this the 200? I think so. I could be wrong. You know, we're part-time radio people. My goodness, Ken, this is a special day. <laughs> yes, it is. Ken Vela's a special dude. Let's bring Ken Vela, Wicked Customs. Uh, you there, Ken? I do 200. That's awesome. Yeah, I know it is, man. It's, it's cool. And, and it's been weird. Like, this year... And we haven't been stressed on it. Like we have not been able to do fresh weekly shows. It's 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 for whatever reasons booking our guests and it's mm-hmm. a, you know we're just we're just leaving alone, <laughs> right? But uh, Ken Vella, Wicked Customs, uh, running the uh, Fountain Valley Classic Car Show. By the way, August 29th, uh, if you guys are out in California, uh, Fountain Valley, uh, great community. Uh, in fact, City of Fountain Valley's motto: A nice place to live. Yeah. <laughs> so in a nice place to do car shows. So we left yeah, off. Yeah. Uh, of course, we're going to talk about the inspiration for the next generation and what you're doing out there uh, with which really cool with the parents and their kids and how they all can kind of union together around a car, not a cell phone or a smartphone. How about that? <laughs> but you are uh, assembling this car show. Now you're in the full throes of it, doing an amazing job. Um, what do you got lined up, man? I mean, how many people can we expect? How many cars we expect out there well we're looking at um anywhere from four to five hundred that's sizable. that's nice yeah. yeah and that's and that's just a guess and with the sign of the times it's hard to say it could, it could actually be more than that uh because this is something that's so well needed and wanted uh you know just all the shows have been been canceled and it's really tough and it, it's come to be uh something that we can you know, look forward to and, and hang out so i wanted extra special so um, originally, we started out in June uh, June thirteenth, uh, and we had to postpone it uh, because of the current situation. And so we'll give it enough time to settle down, and that gave me a more opportunity to add more stuff to the show. Which, which you know, it's bittersweet. I would, you know, trying to move a whole show um, is not an easy thing. Uh, but I tell you what, I'm I'm really getting my feet wet, and uh, I'm in the deep uh, learning all the aspects of the worst case scenario. But we're still standing strong, so. Yeah, no, that, and that's what it's about. I mean, with the with I mean, we've all heard about uh, you know shows uh, this year. It is it is what it is. But you're you're pulling it off, and we're moving forward. Uh, Fountain Valley Classic Car and Truck Show. Give us an idea. What kind of eclectic vehicles and motorcycles? You got some motorcycles. Oh, really? Let's start with the motorcycles because yeah. this show doesn't talk enough about the old school bikes. <laughs> No, it's well. Like I said earlier, it, it, it was a nice, sleepy little show, very quaint, uh, with with cars and trucks. Um, but now we have opened it up to all make, all years, foreign and domestic. Um, the the range the range will be early nineteen hundreds brass era all the way up to today's cars. I love wow. the brass era, man. I yeah, so love that brass big, era. Big thing to try to get the next generation in there, and and that's that's already a big combination. But I said, you know what? I think we need more than that. So let's 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 go with the vintage trailers. So well, now, oh, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, yeah. right now, anything that you can pull that has a little sink and a bed is <laughs> off the chain. You guys know if you're not flying, you're in that RV business. So you go back to the vintage. Tell us yeah. about that. Oh my gosh, the culture. You think car culture is fantastic? The the, the vintage camp uh, trailer culture is is incredible. They they put on all these rallies. They just get together. 
we worked with uh, the Murphy Auto Museum doing built-in and flying flags, and there was about 340 vintage trailers that are there all week. And it's just absolutely amazing. And I fell in love with it. I said, you know, these two cultures need to come together. I mean, and my kids, like my, my youngest and probably my oldest, I don't think they've ever seen. Maybe they, maybe dad left the old school TV station on and they saw the old school 60s <laughs> whatever show. But I don't think anyone has really gotten back to what Airstream trailers were like back in the day. And so you're, you're keeping that spirit up. And oh, definitely. I would think that the vintage trailer crowd, they're pretty unique. Would you say that? They're, they're, um, they're extremely unique. I, I love that. <laughs> Am I being political? No. No, I'm serious. Uh, they dress the part. They decorate oh, the Oh, I like that. That uh, is so cool. The interiors. Um, and then, and then they, on the outside, you'll see the old vintage uh, 70s or 60s uh, lawn chairs out there. And it just, it, it's, a, it's a throwback. It's yeah, it's That's a nice. Cool. It, now, didn't our it, friend Fireball Tim actually do a vintage trailer coloring book? Yes, he did. That's Most what I thought. Cool. Yeah, yeah we, a, uh, we have a blast up there in Buellton. I, I wish you guys could make it out uh, one of these days. Yeah, we're going we're gonna to try. Hopefully, I think, I think Fireball Tim is going to pick that up uh, October, November, hopefully. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah. yeah, we're, we're due. We're, you know what the problem is right now? We, we, don't, I, we, we work, go home, sleep. We spank the kids and they come back to work, go home to sleep, feed the kids, go home to sleep, work. I mean, you guys listening can kind of relate. It's a, it is what it is. And this is our season where we're just extremely busy. But in the fall, for sure, um, we're, we're and hopefully, really, mm-hmm. Susie, uh, our Arizona Car Week in January, we're, we're hopeful. We know that um, at least as of the 10, 15 shows ago with uh, Drew Alcazar, Drew's slated and has stated he's looking at 21 but you know we got to be careful. So you got vintage trailers. Yes. Tell us about the motorcycles. I want to know more about the old school because not enough people know about the old school motorcycles. Well, you know, um, I was you know trying to wrangle all these different things. That was was kind of difficult. And I and I love motorcycles, but but man, you, you got to have some a, a big pair of. I guess sockets uh, <laughs> to, to ride them out here with all the distractions, but I just love vintage motorcycles. And so what better way to try and recruit vintage motorcycles? So I said, you know what, I'm going to go in and there's bike night every, every Wednesday night. And I went into to a, a biker bar and I said, Hey, I, if, if you let me announce I, and promote my show, um, I'll, I'll announce for you. So I've been doing that for, I figured what better way to you know get bikes. So I've been doing that for about two months now. Um, they're just starting back up again. But uh, that was one way. But I ran into a guy last year at a concourse show with a Crocker. Ah, uh, Crocker. And you're going to say Crocker. No, no, we're not talking Betty Crocker. See, what do I know? Tell us uh, about we, this. Well, Cro- the Crocker motorcycle started out in 1932, Al Crocker, and went to 1942, and they were based in Los Angeles. So it was an American bike that was rival rivaling. Um, Harley Davidson. Uh, they changed to the war efforts in '42, and they got out of the motorcycle business. So, rumor has it there's less than a hundred of these bikes out, and the last one that just uh, sold for seven hundred and forty thousand dollars. Wow! On the market, and that's a, that's about the range they go, and even a little higher. This particular one that's coming out uh, won the Quail uh, Award in uh, 2019. Um, and wow. it's just it's an amazing, amazing bike. It's a 1940, um, 1942 uh, Crocker. Nice. Uh, I, I want to tell the people, though, because they're listening, Crocker Motorcycle, you can Facebook that. 
Crocker motorcycle. Yeah. And and in yeah, reference, do a search on Crocker motorcycles, and you'll be amazed. These are really neat. Well, there's there's one. That one is seven hundred and seventy five thousand mm-hmm. dollars for Crocker motorcycle. Mm-hmm. Um, wow! And so motorcycles. Yeah, you got some vintage collectibles. Hey, so you during got- this whole networking, mm-hmm. you've met a lot of new people out there. You know, putting a car show on, you meet new people. Oh yeah, yeah. Who blew your mind recently? Well, I'm going to say um, this last endeavor I, I just came from, and, and I'm going to say the word Von Dutch. Oh, Von oh, Dutch. Wow. Now, we didn't say Dutch bros. <laughs> we said Von Dutch. Dutch. All right. No, a, no. Lo- a lot of you uh, have the official hats and T-shirts of Von Dutch. But tell mm-hmm. us the history. We've got to reset a little bit. Tell us the history of Von Dutch. Well, yeah, for some of us, we know that it's, it's a brand of clothing. But if you dig a lot deeper, you're going to find out that it's connected to a very, very wild and crazy guy. And he actually started out as a sign painter with his dad. And he went off to start doing hand-painted stripes, Von Dutch style. He developed his own style. And the way those things came about, he was the, I'm going to say, I'm sure there's maybe somebody that has dabbled in it before him or at the same time, but he got the most recognition for his talent, obviously. But but a lot of times they would shave the door handles or do some custom molding or crunching in headlights and that sort of thing in body work. And sometimes there's, you can see some flaws in it. And they came up with the idea of laying some stripes around it, do a design on it and go over it. And you, you hide all those things. And that's basically how pinstriping developed. And he did some very, very off-wall crazy things. Yeah, he looks, uh, uh, I'm sorry, uh, Mr. Kenneth Robert Howard. There's a picture. You guys Mm -hmm. can check this out. Because a lot of you heard Von Dutch, and you're familiar with the clothing line. But Kenneth Mm -hmm. Howard was the pioneer. He was the father of the modern pinstriping. And so you guys know, if you you Google Kenneth Howard, and our our boy Johnny Martinez, who's another talented pinstriper, he'll be out there as well. Uh, mm-hmm. This man has got what looks like a third eye picture yes. with a third eye, and then he's got his little striping tools that are coming out of his ears. Yes. That pretty much says it all. <laughs> That's uh, Kenneth Howard, uh, Von Dutch. History. And you know, the best part is he didn't like people. Like some mechanics. <laughs> <laughs> Let's face it. You know, you, you didn't want to get him on your bad side because you'd end up with uh, a set of stripes on one side and, and a non-matching set of stripes on the other. And he was known for doing those kinds of things, too. Very, very off the wall. And if you didn't like it, it's so what? That's just kind of... So let me ask you, like, prior to that, I mean, we're, we're going back um, the 50s, 60s era, correct? 70s, maybe, with uh, yeah, Kenneth? 70s right. 80s. Because prior to that, I, I don't see like pinstriping. Most of us today, for sure, uh, mm-hmm. just take it for granted. But what made pinstriping so popular as an art and in addition as a signature to a vehicle? Because it seemed like it just possibly came and went. I mean, I know pinstriping today still exists among mm-hmm. certain cultures uh, and, and communities of, of, of vehicular peoples. Mm-hmm. What was the big deal with pinstriping? I mean, was that a way to set you apart back in the day? Yeah, or today, really? Set you, set you apart from the day. And then also, too, like I said, it, it was known to hide little imperfections, too. Ah. Uh, and and you wouldn't notice it if you lay a line over it or if you're doing, uh, like, a two-tone paint and you want to run a line or two uh, to blend it so you don't have that uh, paint edge line. 
Um, it's still very popular today. Um, I just saw actually from Jeff Stiles um, out there on, on Facebook, and he's he's awesome as, as well. And he just laid down some thin stripes on a brand new Cadillac and painted a little crest of a Cadillac right in, in between the stripes as well. So it, it's still out there, um, and it's just old and traditional. It's been around for a very, very long time. I mean, you go back to the 30s and I think even 20s, some of the wheels on, on the coach uh, builders, uh, they, they used uh, pinstriping on the wheels as well. But uh, but no, this, it, it's still there. It's an art form. It's it's, it's gorgeous. It's uh, you can play with colors and, and it's, it's a nice uh, it's a nice signature for your car and, and it sets you apart. Most All definitely. right. So Von Dutch was known as the fastest man in L.A. Family members gave him the nickname Dutch because he was as stubborn as a Dutchman. <laughs> Sorry. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> he added the Von prefix later as an artistic <laughs> signature. And I have a question before we dive deeper to some of the other cars and some, well, you got a surprise and then some of the stuff you're doing on the education side. Um, out of Compton High School, he's doing his thing. Von Dutch is a big branded name. Did some, How did that, how did we miss the connection? Because a lot of people think Von Dutch, of course, the clothing. Did he miss the boat on something? Did someone steal a name? Can I ask that? No, I believe the uh, after he passed away, I think he, I think he lived. Um, he, he died in 1992. Um, I think it was the family. I'm not quite quite sure, but I think the family just ended up. Um, you know, they wanted the rights for the T-shirts, and they they you know let them be able. to do I that. see. So there is a correlation, but it it I gotcha, and it, 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 it does on in years. Yeah. yeah. yeah so back in the 50s, it, it states here that Southern California, you would ask for that to be. Dutched. It actually became exactly. a vernacular. Oh, like really? If you, yeah. If you had yeah. an old school ride, yeah, I want my stuff Dutched. And yeah. I mean, if you think about it, very easy to be like pinstriping. Yeah, you're out of no. Who cares? But he was an icon. He was the the the, the father of pinstriping. Uh, pinstriping oh. everything from Indian motorcycles to all kinds of stuff. Yeah, he built. Uh, he, we did knives. He did some guns. Um, he did a lot of different art, a lot of artistic things. But the the coolest thing though was the fact that I was at the ranch where he actually lived in a city bus. He converted a city bus. This guy was an eclectic <laughs> individual. Oh my! Yes, yes, he was. He was out there. He was. He was one hell of a talent. Um, uh, but his paint booth was still there. The studio where he striped is is still there. Going through that and just just knowing that that he he lived there it was just it was quite amazing to learn this history and that's when we found the very special should i say what it is yet or were we, were we no man let's do it you you've got actually you got a few surprises that we'll just leave for you folks to actually get out there and see that but you're going to reveal something pretty neat as a part of history go ahead yeah, this was uh, this was part of a movie world, which was in Orange County, which I, I just realized also too. I found out that back in the seventies, the world's largest car collection, and Ed Roth was actually the uh, the art curator for that museum, and hung out with Von Dutch at the same time, along with Steve McQueen and, and the boys and all that good stuff. So uh, they lived on the ranch up in Santa Paula, and there was a nineteen sixty six Ford truck, the ranch truck that was sitting out there. And one of the partners uh, ended up flipping it. I think it almost I don't know, it might have landed in a lake. I don't know. But uh, <laughs> it was pretty pretty messed up, and they pretty much wrote it off. And Von Dutch said, hey, you know what? Because I can fix that. And the guy says, well, if you want to, that's fine. So in 24 hours, he cut the fenders, rolled the fenders, uh, chopped the top off, and did some very crazy, crazy things to this truck. And, and there it's at. So it's been on that farm, um, I think, 
probably in the early 80s, if not mid-70s, um, and it's it's been on the property. So when it sold, the property sold, the truck had to go along with it, and they had to maintain it. And seeing this thing is just, it's just so off the wall, and it's just, it's just such his signature. It's just, it's amazing. It's never been to a car show, ever. And, and you did say 24 good. hours he did this? 20, 24 hours. You guys can go to Ken Vela's Facebook or Catch Ranch Nation Facebook. We did post it up. The Von Dutch mm-hmm. BWSS1 ranch truck, uh, part of that whole movement, uh, movie world at one time. Mm-hmm. Now, of course, there's a ton of fractured companies out there that supply the movie vehicles. But back in the day, you only had, I don't think you had many of these sort of supply lines. You know, to, it, was, it was the largest in the world at its time. Yeah. And, uh, and, and just, like I said, amazing. So to be able to see that truck, uh, BWSS1, um, it's Bat World Sirloin Saver 1 is basically what it's called. And the, the bat reference is there were so many bats at the, at the location they hung out um, in the building. So it was, uh, that's what. Uh, well, here's a local uh, Arizona, Tempe, Arizona, in the early 70s, right here in Tempe, Arizona, Von Dutch ran a shop. On Princess Drive, at the time, he had a partner called Heavy. Heavy was a non-producer, and the partnership didn't last long. So he had a little stint here in Arizona. He's actually got a... You guys read up, because this is really cool history. When you think about, you know, you wouldn't think twice, you guys buying vehicles. Maybe you're not into the custom scene, and you pinstripe. Like, a lot of you have Cadillacs that were... You got the Arizona package, and you had the pinstriping done. But no, we're talking about, like... uh, the Reed Brothers belly tank featured a self-portrait of Von Dutch. He did that. Um, he did a ton of flame jobs. He did a ton of just eye flying eyeballs. Is that the flaming eyeball, flying eyeball yes. thing? Yes. And there was, there was one adorned just above the uh, the windshield on that truck. And, oh. Uh, it, it's pretty cool. And the crazy thing about it, the way he painted it, there's no stripings on that truck. Wow. His wow. signature, he, well, he didn't want to hide anything, maybe. Because this truck is raw. I mean, it's a ranch. Yeah. It's very raw. You look yeah. at it, you'd be like, what is this? But the story behind that, and you guys know that you can't, you can't size up a vehicle that doesn't look like, a lot of you are looking at the 58 clean Corvette, and that's cool. But it's mm-hmm. these old, raw historic pieces that have some of the most fascinating stories behind them. It reminds me of uh, our gentleman, uh, Tony Dow, mm-hmm. Leave it to with Beaver, the with the, which you had a hand in. Yeah. Uh, yep. Can you restored and got, I mean, it was in decent shape, but yeah. you, that Corvair mm-hmm. came back to Tony Dow's life. Leave it to Beaver's Tony Dow. 50 mm-hmm. years later, that's a story. I mean, yep. there's a lot of Corvairs out there, but um, that's really cool. So talk to us about the element of education. You you know that as car people, we, we always try to figure out how we're going to keep keep things alive for the future. What are you doing out there that's pretty unique? Yeah, the the, the, the next generation, that's that's very, very important to me. And, and, and that's how when I was influenced, I mean, you just never know what's going to influence your kids or someone, you know, you just don't know. Uh, but that's why every opportunity I get with any of my cars, uh, the, the kids are always welcome to sit. I invite the kids to sit in there, experience it. And, and who knows what that may come out to, you know? Uh, so the biggest thing is, uh, I said 
you know, there's engine challenges out there for a lot of the tech schools, and, you know, they can rebuild the motor in, what is it, like, uh, you know, seven, eight minutes, something like that, complete. Yeah, um, I don't know, seven minutes. I mean, yeah, you're right, but it, will it last 100,000 <laughs> miles? No, But, no, I, I love the concept. Are you doing something similar? Yeah, what we're doing is it's a beginner's engine challenge, and what we're doing is promoting uh, with the kids that may have never touched a tool before in their life, and even the parents if they haven't touched the tool. So we're building teams like father and son, grandfather and grandson, um, mother-daughter, mother-son-type uh, teams that uh, we have two small-block Chevys with some basic bolt-ons. We're not going to rebuild the whole the whole engine. Um, that would take uh, years. But... <laughs> But uh, we're doing uh, valve covers, uh, intake manifold, carburetor, and set of headers. Very basic things. Uh, they'll all have timed um, spots. And the, the winning times on the, the, the girl side and the boy side uh, will have winner of each. And they will get a, uh, a nice toolbox with their name hand pin, uh, pinstriped on it. Whoa, I like that. Oh. That's cool. Also. Yeah. So it's a combination of uh, team building um, and, and um, just opening up uh, the eyes of, uh, you know, uh, wrenching and seeing what, what that's all about. Does any of the winners get a Wicked Ken doll? I saw that on your Facebook, you silly. <laughs> hey, Ken, you you got a little doll, Ken? He does. Wow. I don't play with dolls. <laughs> Susie Sockets. We need a Susie Sockets doll. Maybe when we have, see you, you have to you turn know, us on to the... the Person that me, you have a you have a little. He has a wicked Ken doll. I kid you not. Is it sit on your dash, yeah. wobblehead kind of thing, or? No, no, it's um, it's no, it's it's a real. I, I don't even believe I'm talking about a doll right now. But, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's it's the size of a Barbie doll. If you can identify with that, but uh, it's just something I just thought was kind of kind of funny to do, and you know promotions, and you know uh, that's that's all about that. And, and yeah, it, no it, doubt. We're, yeah, no you doubt. Know, because you can you can promote uh, other people so so easily when it comes to promoting yourself. It, it, sometimes it can be very, uh, you know, very very difficult. Um, so. Yeah, it makes sense. You guys get on a fvcarshow.com. Uh, too late for entrance. Can folks still sign up to bring their? their uh, they still sign up. There's still day of sign up. Um, we just went through a long uh, about five hours. I put together some protocols uh, because of the sign of times to, to try to uh, keep the safety up and keep safety in mind, and that, what that's all about. So we've had several meetings with the city. We've got a couple more this week to make sure that we're all in compliance. And uh, that's you know that's the biggest. That's thing the is. sign of times we're in. It is what it is. You got to make sure you know. I just got to get yeah. all this approval stuff. But uh, I want to jump in. We got to you know the, the meat and potatoes of these things. Of course, the community car enthusiasts mm-hmm. and just the talent across the board. We can't forget the the sponsors and vendors. Yeah. You know, let's give some shout outs because I know that yeah. they don't have yeah, to support anything, you know. Talk to yeah, us. Especially especially now is very very difficult and, and uh it, it's been so nice for um for the, the collector car vault to, to, to loan us on Dutch vehicle and actually bring it to uh to the show. Um gratis i mean that's 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 just absolutely amazing uh because this is a uh a fundraiser for the fountain valley community center foundation uh it's a 5013c so it's just finding the right people that that just truly want to give and, and that was hu- a, a huge experience um they also are also belong to the uh, anti-gravity uh, i'm sure you're familiar with anti-gravity batteries right and, right 
Yeah, they're also connected to that as well. So big shouts out uh, to them as well. And also the Crocker Company um, bringing the Crocker bike out. It, um, it hasn't been out in a very long time. And just to, to be able to, to see that and bring it to the public is just absolutely amazing. Um, and then as far as the, uh, the, the Beginner's Engine Challenge, we've got Mac, Chrome uh, and Speed, obviously Wrench Nation. Yeah, we'll be yep. out there, man, full force. Yeah, O'Reilly's. We've got Barris Customs, Nitrous Supply. Uh, Barbell Tim. Real quick, nitrous supply. Talk to us about that because that that's something pretty unique you're doing out there. Yes, this comes out, um, and this will this will segue right into our our celebrity guest. We have Mike Thermos, the father of nitrous oxide, will be on site with a. I think it's about what thirty feet nitrous bottle is pretty pretty darn cool. <laughs> uh, so he'll have all the all the goods and and wares that you need for your nitrous needs. About there, get a chance to talk uh, nostalgia. This this man, oh my gosh, he's had some stories with uh, Garlitz and and all the guys back in the day. Um, we also have Joe Coddington, uh, fame coming out with Arrow Wax. Joji Barris for the the Barris family, Barris Customs. Fireball Tim designer, uh, Maureen Magnuson of uh, Magnuson Superchargers. She's bringing out her late husband's Magnacycle which was on the cover of uh, the Chopper magazine in 1974. That's like crazy power on two wheels. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I thought, I thought I hit a home run with just that. And then the next thing you know, the Crocker comes along. And I'm like, holy cow, how do I beat that? And then Ben Bond Dutch comes along. I'm like, oh, no, how do I beat that? <laughs> yeah, no, you, you did amazing. And, and you'll have a ton of uh, best of show, best engine, best paint, best unrestored. Yeah, top 20, uh, top 20 trophies. We just uh, finished hand-building the trophies. We, uh, uh, we scavenged the... Uh, the machine shops and pulled all kinds of pistons and rods and springs and very unique. And Johnny Martinez uh, was was nice enough to uh, to pinstripe those for us. And uh, Rod Sexton actually built the trophies. It's amazing trophies. Yeah. So uh, if you so many things. you guys, uh, I know you are trekking uh, certainly from the Phoenix area to escape the heat. You get mm-hmm. out to Fountain Valley. It's it's really just a hop, skip, run, boom, cross the border. Get into California, lock down a nice weekend. Uh, you can find all that information, fvcarshow.com. That's Saturday, August 29th, uh, Mile Square Regional Park. Beautiful, beautiful. I mean, there's not too many ugly places in California anyway. That's right. And when but, you say Fountain Valley, I'm hearing Fountain Vela. Uh, oh, there you go. That's a pitch to the city. There you go. Uh, lots of. No, maybe I can. I can uh, by the city. That's right. <laughs> uh, we can't forget every good big old daddy grand get together car show has some entertainment. Who do you have on the stage out there, Ken? We've got the fabulous nomad surf bands, fifties, sixties. There you go. Hey, I'm going to bring my horn out. Well, you know, I thought about that, and I said, you know what, we need we need to get Brother J.D., and you guys get up out there and do your thing. <laughs> Brother J.D. That would be funny. You know, Brother J.D. was just in, in Arizona. He was here for like five minutes. That. He bought a yeah. used vehicle at an auction, then he got out of town. He bought a vehicle with no A.C. <laughs> he looked like he was hurt. I was going to reach out to him. Anyway, Ken Vela, yeah. Wicked Customs, F.V., as in Victor, carshow.com. You were pulling it off, man, and we so appreciate what you're doing. Thank you. And Thank uh, you. we'll certainly be out there to support. Ken Vela, you rock, man. Thank you. You guys rock. I mean, I thank you so much for what, what you do, keeping everything alive and, and entertaining. That's what's, that's what it's all about. We are just on therapy for Aww. Radio Wrench Nation. Yep. You, right on, Ken Vela. You rock, man. Thank you. Thanks, Ken. <laughs> 
Yeah, I mean, that's what it's about. I mean, it is keeping it alive. So, again, I tell you guys, uh, if you got a car, you want to register, it's not too late. Uh, certainly a great time. You know, I mean, if you've never been to a car show, uh, some of you are anxious to get back into car show mode. That's the Fountain Valley Classic Car and Truck Show. You can catch our website, frankvictorfvcarshow.com, City of Fountain Valley. A nice place to live. Yes, it is. Any parting words, Susie? No, this was a good show, Frank. The, the, the pressure's on you to finish that ride of yours. I know. We're going to interview you. The whole show is about how you did it. Oh all by your lonesome. Paid other people to do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you guys get on to uh, wrenchnation.tv and, of course, your favorite podcast uh, Sundays we upload the show. Uh, love your show input. If you got any show ideas or special guests you'd like to have on, uh, we don't care what part of the woods they're from, man. If it's automotive, we love you back, and there's always an open mic. As I tell you every week, be safe, hug each other, and never forget to hug a mechanic.